0: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to jumbocasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
1: Welcome to Raiders of the Lost podcast. One of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world. Where we discuss all things film. Hello everybody, James here, and I'm going to do a mini-episode on why The Man From U.N.C.L.E. is a criminally underrated movie. This came out in 2015, directed by Guy Ritchie. He also wrote the screenplay along with Lionel Wigram, and Jeff Kleeman came up with the story. This is obviously based on the old television show. It stars Henry Cavill, my number one guy, the cannibal himself, Army Hammer, and the stellar Alicia Vikander, this is Guy Ritchie's version, basically, of a James Bond movie. It also stars Elizabeth Debicki, who is fantastic as Victoria, the main antagonist of the film. You might recognize her from Tenet recently. Also, Luca Calvani, Sylvester Groth, Hugh Grant, Jared Harris, and Christian Burkle. Talent, superb cast. I mean, we have Oscar-winning Alicia Vikander as Gabby, Chop Shop Girl. Hugh Grant has a couple Emmy nominations. Jared Harris has a couple Emmy nominations, I believe, for Chernobyl uh, most recently. So this cast is is excellent. And that's one of the best parts of the film is the acting. Now, the film on Rotten Tomatoes has a score of 68% critic score and 73% audience score. On IMDB, it is a 7.2. The synopsis is, at the height of the Cold War, a mysterious criminal organization plans to use nuclear weapons and technology to upset the fragile balance of power between the United States and Soviet Union. CIA agent Napoleon Solo, played by Henry Cavill, and KGB agent Ilya Koryakin, aren't played by Armie Hammer, are forced to put aside their hostilities and work together to stop the evildoers in their tracks. The duo's only lead is the daughter of a missing German scientist, whom they must find soon to prevent a global catastrophe. The Man From U.N.C.L.E. is sexy, hilarious, and action-packed. Again, this is basically Guy Ritchie's version of a James Bond movie. It is beyond fun. I think one of the greatest strengths of this film is its incredible soundtrack, plus Daniel Pemberton's original score. Now, the soundtrack has a combination of old 60s and 70s, Soul music, for example, we have Roberta Flack, Nina Simone, and Solomon Burke on here, as well as a bunch of Italian music, which really sets the mood for where we're in, when we're in Italy. Daniel Pemberton's music is exceptional. He's a very underrated film composer. He really adds so much to the movies he does. Like He did Ocean's 8, and you could argue that his music is possibly the best part of that movie. He also did Guy Ritchie's film, King Arthur. He did this. He's really an excellent composer. He also did Into the Spider-Verse. That's why the music is so good. He worked with the DJ and a lot of stuff, but he was you know, the official composer of that film. Now, his music, it's very jazzy at times, rock and roll at times. It's all over the place. He must have had so much fun making the music for this movie because he really sets the tone in all the different si- certain situations, the scenes, the action sequences, the romance situations, and he really... Blends different genres together and just goes all over the place. Just kind of like the movie is. And again, the characters are great. So Army Hammer plays this Russian KGB agent. And then Henry Cavill plays Napoleon Solo. Who Napoleon Solo is like the most effective agent the CIA has. He's super smart, super suave. And obviously he's Henry Cavill. So he's got that jawline. Napoleon Solo is a very stylish flamboyant womanizing secret agent who basically was in the army realized that he could make quite a bit of money by stealing rare artifacts in art and goods in while at war and then was caught by the cia and they felt that his talents would be wasted in prison so they recruited him as an agent basically blackmailed him to work with them so that he could get out of jail so he's working with them and is essentially the most effective agent his opposite is Ilya, played by Army Hammer, the cannibal. His background is his father was KGB but disgraced. He himself was the youngest member of the KGB. And FYI, the KGB isn't around anymore. This is during the Soviet Union. Both agents have a mission of trying to track down Gabby and get them for their side. This is the height of the Cold War. This takes place, op- the opening is at, um, in Berlin, at the Berlin Wall where the Soviet Union built the wall. And I think Guy Ritchie does a great job blending in history with the fiction of this film. The opening credits are great with the photos and the music as well of Roberta Flack to set the tone. And then even the audio, the end film credits are really great too, where we get to see a little more detail of the characters and the situation between the Soviet Union and America at the time. So this is obviously when Soviet Union built a wall to split up Berlin. And Gabby is the daughter of a scientist who was working on a nuclear warhead for Victoria and Alexander. And so they both are trying to grab Gabby to try to be able to find her father, who is the engineer scientist working on the nuclear warheads for the villains and try to stop a nuclear war. And eventually they start to work together. But I love the opening of this movie when... Napoleon goes to get Gabby and they're on the run from Ilya, and Ilya's like this they call him a giant who's super strong. He chases, he's trying to stop the car, and Napoleon is and he's super serious and impulsive and has like easily very irritable. Whereas Napoleon is beyond cool. This is why I think Henry Cavill would be perfect for Bond. I mean, this movie essentially showed how great he would be as a James Bond character. You know, Napoleon Solo basically is James Bond. He's he's very suave. He's got fine taste, great fashion sense, which is actually something that goes that's a, a comparing factor between Ilya and Sola. They both think they have better taste in fashion when uh, they get they recruit Gabby. So then the K, the KGB and CIA end up having to work together in order to track down the warhead the the nuclear warhead and infiltrate Victoria and Alexander's family, and they use Gabby as sort of their way to get into that world because uncle rudy is still connected to their situation and he was a nazi and a nazi scientist so overall i think the plot is just really strong and it's a lot of fun it's interesting it's really well written the dialogue is great between all these characters you know they're they're the three-dimensional characters and they all have very solid motivations they go through different transformations they they work together so well the chemistry between The three leads is exceptional. Even the chemistry between, you know, again, the cast is phenomenal. And this isn't going to be like a full review. I'm just going to talk about why it's underrated. But I think also the production design as well as aesthetically, I just adore this movie. It's probably Guy Ritchie's most colorful movie, even though we do get some of his like monochromatic, high contrast, you know, dirt gritty London Landscapes that we usually see in like the, in the Sherlock Holmes films and his in his gangster movies, we get a little bit of that when we're in Berlin. But overall, it's probably his most colorful film. Lots of vibrant colors. I mean, the locations though are just beyond gorgeous. We're in Rome for a lot of the film. We're at the Spanish Steps. We're at the Teatro di Martello. We're at the historic Grand Plaza Hotel, which is a five star hotel in the heart of Rome, the Eternal City. They built a hotel room to scale that looks just like the, the the suites of that. That's the main hotel room that they stay in. Costume design is so good. I love the aesthetic and tone of the 60s. That era is so cool and so retro. The production design is phenomenal. Lots of great humor in this film. Napoleon is so fun. I could watch a three-hour movie with just that guy. Him, Napoleon, and Ilya's back and forth is really great as they eventually start to work together. Despite not wanting to work together, they both act, they both by chance show up on that secret mission where they want to go solo to infiltrate the big infrastructure that they're working on to try to find traces of nuclear warheads. And it's just great where they play to each other's strengths and they help each other. You know, Napoleon's better at picking locks, whereas Ilya has better technology. Um, Napoleon can crack that safe, where but. I think my favorite part of this movie is their relationship and one of my favorite moments is when they're trying to escape that compound and they're on the boat and Ilya's driving the boat and they're going super fast being chased by the larger boat with machine guns and then Napoleon falls off the boat and Ilya doesn't notice it at first Napoleon just gets out of the water and hops inside of a truck and he's just like he's like oh man I'm exhausted this is Quite a night, he's just watching Ilya get chased around this, this part of the ocean or lake with uh by all the guys with the guns. And then he finds the bottle of wine. He finds the sandwich. He turns on some Italian music. And he's watching Ilya being attacked by all those guys who eventually his boat gets sunk. And he just drives the boat on top of the bad guys and goes down and saves Ilya. It's a really great scene. It's absolutely hysterical. And I think that scene perfectly encapsulates the tone of the movie and how fun And actually, emotional it can be. And, you know, Ilya and Gabby have their own personal feelings and relationship that's building as well, where she's supposed to be his fake fiance, But they really do start to develop feelings for each other, which I found very endearing. She's the German chop shop girl, but she's also super smart. She's working both sides, and we find out that she's actually a double agent. She's working for MI6, who Hugh Grant's character is in charge of Waverly. And they all end up working together. The plan works where they stop the warhead. They find it. They end up taking out Victoria and Alexander on that. Well, actually, they take out Alexander on the the car chase. They take out Victoria on her boat. And the day is saved. And, again, I think the cast is great. Hugh Grant's Waverly is phenomenal. Jared Harris as Sanders is really great. I love his accent in this. And, obviously, he's a regular with... Guy Ritchie these days because he's in Sherlock Holmes as well. Hugh Grant is a regular with Guy Ritchie as well. He was just in The Gentleman. And also, I think he was he in Guy Ritchie's last film as well. I don't know. I can't remember. Unfortunately, this movie didn't make a ton of money. The budget was pretty high. It was $75 million. And the worldwide gross was only 107, so it seems like that's probably a loss for money because when you factor in marketing and everything like that, then they're probably they probably needed to hit like 150, 200 to make a profit back, which is unfortunate because I really wish we could have gotten a sequel. But then obviously Army Hammer had to go on and be Army Hammer, and we definitely won't get a sequel to this. We won't get a sequel to Call Me by Your Name. So those are both out of the out of the question, which is unfortunate because I really do love this movie. I have it on Blu-ray. It's one of my go-to's when I'm just in the mood to just have some fun, watch something that I love, even though I've seen it a bunch of times. It's just like a great classic spy espionage movie. It's beyond fun. Great, great action sequences. Guy Ritchie does some really creative editing like he does in the third act of the film when they're storming the the island. Lots of cool shots that are just moving out of the way and out of frame and like all different diagonal angles and like those black bars coming in and out and showing us just a quick... Uh, sequence of them infiltrating the island and then getting to Gabby eventually. It's really cool. And I really end up feeling for these characters every time I watch it. I feel a lot for Gabby and Sol and Ilya. I think they're really great characters. Again, it's probably the best part of the movie besides the cast is the characters and that's what makes the movie work. You know, you can have You can have great locations and great music, but if the characters aren't interesting, that's not going to be a great movie, but I think that's what makes this a very underrated film is everything I've talked about here. I hope to do a full solo episode on this sometime because it's that special to me. This is just a personal favorite. I'll watch it over and over again, no problem. I'll watch it back-to-back days, double features, let's go. The Man from UNCLE. Such an underrated film. Hope you all enjoy it as much as I do. Thanks for tuning into this mini review of why The Man From U.N.C.L.E. is an underrated movie. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.
0: Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say.